Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Like I said, he stopped me. Let's see what It's mid-morning, September 19th, and Phil Colbert doesn't know why he's been stopped. Morning, sir. How you doing, man? You got your license, registration, insurance? Yes, sir. Okay, any weapons in the car? Nope. Okay. Can I get it from my glove box? Yeah, please. Can I ask you why you stopped me? So you can't have anything hanging from your rear view mirror. So you stopped me for my car air freshener? Yes, sir. Air freshener. The, the little tree. The little tree in my window. Yes, the air freshener. Colbert says the La Paz County Sheriff deputy had been following his silver Chrysler for a while. So I'm actually driving from work and I'm actually going to see my dad in Parker. So I work in Havasu. Um, I'm actually going to see my dad and that's when it all happened. How long was he following you for? About 10 to 15 minutes. And so you're just waiting, waiting for him to pull you over. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's why you start the phone, because you know he's just waiting. Yep. Almost immediately, as Colbert reaches for his documents, the deputy starts questioning him about drugs. Got my cards in there. Okay, any marijuana in the car? Nope. Okay. You smoke marijuana? No. And he asks again, and again, and again. Mr. Colbert, when's the last time you did smoke marijuana? I never smoked. Never? I just said that. Okay. Unsatisfied, the deputy eventually tells him to step out. Mr. Colbert, you said there's no weapons in the car? Nope. Okay, do me a Relax, man. You're still 10 and 2. It's just what I learned growing up. So my mom and dad always taught me to keep it hands 10 and 2, stay as calm as possible. So if you don't mind, this is just, this is where I'm relaxed at. Okay. Can I have you hop out? I just have a couple more questions for you, and I want to speak to you man to man, so that way you're not doing this, and I'm leaned over. When he stepped me out the car, then I was kind of weary about the situation where it was going. Out of the car, the deputy starts to accuse Colbert of not being honest. Like I said, you're, you're showing me signs of deception, and I'd rather you just be up front with me, man. If you got a joint, I don't... Okay. How many times do you think he asked you about the marijuana? Over 10 times. He's simply unwilling to believe him. So there's no marijuana or anything like that in the car? 
you have any objection to me searching your car, man? Yes. And why did Colbert object? Because I'm like, you know, maybe as soon as he checked the car, he's going to try to put something in there. Maybe, you know, he's going to try to say I failed. Um, you mind doing some field sobriety tests? Make sure you're okay to drive, man. Are you serious, yeah. man? This is crazy. Wow. This is so crazy. the reason I want to put you through sobriety tests is your uh -huh. eyes kind of look a little bit glossy. Really? And some people just have that, that glossiness. Okay? That's that's why we do these tests today. What's your name, man? Yeah, sorry, Emax. Emax, short for Eli Max. A deputy with six years experience already with his third department. I have never heard of an officer pulling someone over for an air freshener. Do you think this is profiling? I think so. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Civil rights attorney Benjamin Taylor is one of the lawyers representing Colbert. They're considering a lawsuit. We're going to be looking at the officer's past, to seeing whether or not he has a history of doing this. The cell phone video does raise questions. I ask everybody for every single time I stop. I, dude, I do this on every traffic stop. You take everybody out on every traffic yes, stop? Yes, sir. This is me doing my job. I ask this question on every single traffic stop I do, and I'm not trying to treat you any differently than anybody else I've ever come across. So what do you want to see happen? So I basically just want the next guy to not have to deal with this. When I posted it, I explained to everybody this is not a vendetta. I'm not, I don't have all this hate in me. I'm mad because, you know, this is something that's a reoccurring issue. So I'm still standing here. During the stop, Colbert says after 10 minutes of questioning, the deputy made him wait another 10 to 15 minutes while he checked his information. Now he's doing whatever in his backseat. Finding nothing. In the end, the deputy finally sends him off with nothing but a warning and this final thought. I am gonna give you a warning today, okay? Um, but maybe in the future, just like I said, man, if you gotta join, I don't, we're, we're not looking for a joint. Okay. Thanks. Drive safe, all right? Yep. All right, so I wanna to talk to you guys today about how to survive a traffic stop. You know, how to survive that traffic stop from like a gypsy cop. And a gypsy cop is someone that actually moves from apartment to department. Uh, and I want to I want to talk to you about how to survive that traffic stop from a gypsy cop without getting shot by police in America. And because, you know, your Texas legislature, they're not paying attention. They don't care about you. Some bills have already been filed in this legislature uh, to actually reinforce what is already happening now. You know, <laughs> so there's some bills filed right now, you know, in support of law enforcement. And I'm not against law enforcement. You know, I think we need police. Absolutely. And I'll be the first one to tell you that, you know, I'll call the police whenever, you know, I, I think there we need a police officer's presence. But there's a mentality there that w that needs to be addressed. Uh, there's uh, there are a lot of things there that's there that needs to be addressed. Um, do you know that I've been stopped before in Texas because the police officer wanted to verify that my car is being rented in good standings. I had a rental car. He ran the plates, found that it was a rental car, and pulled me over to call the rental car company to verify that it's been re rented in good standing. I've been pulled over by police officers in Texas because they want, because my dog was blocking my view. Yes, in Texas, I was pulled over by a police officer because my dog was blocking my view. You know, I've been pulled over by a police officer in Texas because they said I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. I have three cameras in my vehicle. I have a camera that records outside the vehicle, one that records inside the vehicle, one that records out the back of the vehicle. Trust me, I was wearing my seatbelt. You know, I'm the only person in Texas that's been sued by two senior members of a police department in Texas. And both unsuccessful lawsuits. Now, I want to talk to you about relational policing. 
Now, this is a psychological game that police chiefs play, like Chief Aracevedo. Uh, they love to play this game to give you this facade that they are taking care of your issues and things that you care about. When, in fact, many police departments act like a street gang and police never criticize their co-workers. Many bad encounters go unnoticed until the video has surfaced. Then and only then, there is a 40% chance that something will be done about it. A common question I receive in our license to carry handgun courses is that, you know, can I shoot a police officer that is using greater force than necessary to, to make an arrest or using greater force than necessary to arrest someone else and I'm witnessing this that's happening. That is a hard question to answer. You know, and we have, you know, we have penal code section 9.31, 9.32 in the Texas penal code that states that, hey, you know, I'm going to tell you when we come back from the break. I'm going to tell you what the Texas law says. What does it say, you know, if you witness a police officer using greater force necessary to arrest you or arrest someone else? Can you use force or daily force and stop that police officer? We're talking about how to survive a traffic stop from a gypsy cop, a cop that actually is allowed to retire and move from one police department to another. We're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. A dirty license plate led to a man being stopped tased and handcuffed. The traffic stop in New Braunfels led to one of its officers resigning along with the police chief partly due to this incident. 
It was back in January when the officer pulled over the driver who was black. The charges fleeing a police officer and interfering with public duties later were dropped. Although it was months ago, the New Braunfels mayor and city manager today released the dash cam and body cam videos of that encounter. Jesse DeGuillo now with what occurred and a warning. You might find this video and language disturbing. I'm behind him, lights and siren, not acknowledging speeds of 60. Officer Caleb Meyer had been trying to pull over the vehicle before it finally drove into a parking lot off I-35. Meyer walked up with his gun pointed. Put your hands on the wheel. Put your hands on the wheel. The driver, who is black, Clarence Crawford, grows increasingly anxious, then angry. What is your please problem? Please don't sue me, officer. Please don't sue what me. What is I'm your black. problem, dude? Please don't sue me. Please, please, please. Stop. After a few more minutes, Meyer tells Crawford several times to get on the ground, face down, and then... What the f*** you want me to do? Stop! What the f*** am I doing? Stop! Lay out! Face down! I'm down! All the way! I'm down! Meyer would later say he only tased Crawford twice in the back of his knees. After handcuffing Crawford, Meyer tells him why he was stopped. For a dirty license plate. A dirty license plate. I can't plate. read it. But Meyer managed to call it into dispatch, saying he'd guessed right. Meyer's backup is credited with de-escalating the situation. The video, now an example of how it should have been handled, says the mayor, instead of a traffic stop gone wrong. In a manner that is not consistent with the way our officers are trained or expected to handle the situation. After mediation over his complaint failed, Meyer resigned. And according to the city, so did the police chief, partly because of the incident. Any charges against Crawford that night dropped at the request of the New Braunfels Police Department. It's important to note that this is an isolated incident and is not an indication of a norm within the department. We have taken multiple actions to avoid any situations like this in the future. Jesse DeGoyado, KSAT 12 News. How to survive a traffic stop from a gypsy cop without getting shot by police in America? That's what we're talking about today. And we're, you know, that common question that we get is, you know, can I shoot a police officer that is using greater force than necessary to arrest me or arrest someone else? Well, on the 9.31, the Texas Penal Code, it's actually that section small b there. It says the use of force against another is not justified, and it's number two, to resist an arrest or search that the actor which is you, you're the actor, knows is being made by a peace officer or a, by a person acting in a peace officer's presence at his direction, even though the arrest or search is unlawful unless the resistance is justified in subsection C. So that section there of the Texas Penal Code is saying that, hey, you cannot use force or daily force to stop an officer, a police officer, who's, using, who's actually trying to arrest you. So it's saying that, hey, this officer is trying to arrest you. You cannot use force or deadly force and stop them. But then it says unless the resistance is justified under subsection C. All right. So when you go to subsection C, that section says the use of force to resist and arrest or search is justified. If before the actor offers any resistance, the peace officer or person acting at his direction uses or attempts to use greater force than necessary to make the arrest or search, and when and to the degree the actor reasonably believes the force is immediately necessary to protect himself against a peace officer or person's use or attempted use of greater force is necessary. Now that section there is saying, hey, 
Yeah, you can use force, deadly force, to stop that a police officer who's using greater force than necessary to arrest you. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that is a lose-lose situation. Even though the Texas Penal Code says, yay, if an officer is using greater force than necessary to arrest you, you can shoot this officer, use force or deadly force, and stop that officer. But guess what's going to happen if his backup arrives? And his backup arrives, or his or her backup arrives, they're going to shoot you. And that is a lose-lose situation. The best thing to do is to comply. You find yourself in a situation, handle it like the first video we showed you. That first video, the guy remained calm. He kept his hand 10 and 2. He kept his voice down. He didn't yell, didn't scream. He maintained his composure. He answered the officer's questions as many as he wanted to answer. You don't have to answer their questions. You don't have to talk at all. You know, and he, re he just remained calm. And his parents taught him, you know, what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do. And you got to make it through that stop. Uh, get through that stop. And then if the officer is wrong, you get an attorney and you sue. You sue them. Unfortunately, hey, Felicia, you know, there's a certain little, there's a little piece of money, little bucket of money that's sitting there, which are what? Your tax dollars? All of our tax dollars. All yeah. your tax dollars. They're sitting there. So that way when a person, you know, when, when a police officer does something wrong, you sue them and they will settle. They, the city will settle, not the police department, because you're not going to sue the police department because the police department, you know, unfortunately, the person that's going to, you know, that controls the purse springs is the city council, the mayor, the city controls that. So, hey, you sue them and the city's going to pay. They're going to settle. And that's how you handle that situation. Don't let it escalate to the next level. Be the better person. You can't let that that situation, let that officer push you or control your actions or control your emotions. Okay, you got to control yourself. Keep your composure. And remember, this person is trying to get a reaction from you. Don't let them give, give you the reaction that they want. Be the better person. And that's the way to handle that situation. Well, that's uh, so often how it happens in life, right? People react. Okay, so, but why aren't we talking about the fact that we should be holding law enforcement to a higher standard than everyday mm. citizens? Because they're the ones who have decided to take this job and put themselves in this role. Why are we not holding them to a better standard? Why are we not using that set-aside money for cities to settle when cops do stupid stuff and using that to train them so that we don't have to settle, so that we don't have citizens who have done nothing wrong? A dirty license plate is not a crime. An air freshener hanging from your rearview mirror is not a crime. This is asinine that we're even have that we're even having to have this conversation. Why don't we train law enforcement officers better and prevent this quote gypsy cop situation? Yeah, kind of kind of like we do commercial drivers, like truck drivers. Absolutely. Like we have commercial truck drivers, and they do random drug tests on commercial truck drivers because you know they say, "Hey, you're a commercial truck driver driving on our." Our, you know, America highways, our United States of America's highways, and you're a professional, you do this for a job, you need to be held to a much higher standard. So we're going to drug test you. We're also going to, you know, make sure that, hey, even if you get a speeding ticket or some type of traffic violation in your personal vehicle, we're going to hold that over your head when you're driving your commercial vehicle. You know, that's also going to go in that same type of license. You know, also, you're involved in an accident. You know, they're we're going to hold you you know, accountable for that, even, you know, at work, because you got into an accident, you know, in your personal vehicle. Also, commercial truck drivers, do you know that they, they can only drive so many hours a day, so many hours a week? They're held to a much higher standard. But police officers are not held to that, hazard, that standard. Police officers are allowed to work, you know, 
an excessive amount of overtime. Who, who? They're, allowed, they're allowed to work an excessive amount of you know hours per day. You know, and you know they're not they don't have that mandatory time off or breaks mandatory breaks throughout the day. I was gonna say who was that female police officer who shot her neighbor? Amber Amber, Amber Geiger. Correct. Yeah. She had been working overtime when that happened. Yeah, and that and that's their fault. That's her fault. That's their fault because you know. They're not monitoring. They're not paying attention to the fact that, you know, they're saying that our job is stressful. Then you you shouldn't be working overtime. Exactly. Exactly. You need to dial back those hours. If your job is so stressful that you can't handle a conflict, you know, resolution situation and handle that situation in the correct way, they need to take a little time off. Dial back those hours. Maybe do eight hours. Maybe not 12. Maybe 10. Maybe, you know, do a 36-hour week instead of a 40-hour week, you know? Maybe that's the solution. And this is why, I mean, we've been talking for months as we've seen, you know, more of the situation with, with officers come come out that we have to do mental more mental health screenings instead of just having a chunk of money, again, setting aside to settle when cops screw up. We need to be investing in our law enforcement officers so that we have better ones. Yeah. My, even my employees, my, they're like, hey, you're getting grouchy this week. You need to take some time off. Go home. Because I work seven days a week. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'm getting grouchy. All right. So I need to take you know, yeah. some time I'm off glad and we go all home. Agree yeah. with that. <laughs> and let someone else you know, answer the calls. I and think stuff you should like take that. all the time off. <laughs> you know, Aaron's and, taking over now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, also, we find ourselves in situations like, you know, uh, you know, I, I think police officers need to cut down on some of those service calls. You know, service calls, calls for service. For instance, uh, hey, there's a, a bark, uh, what is it? A dog barking, a barking dog. You know, why in the world do we need a police you officer? You can call the police for that? Yes. What? Yes, they do. They'll respond There's to a it? barking dog, and I need a police officer. You need, to, you need to dial that stuff back, you know. Let's only, you know, let police officers respond to calls that we really need a law the enforcement officer. The police will actually respond to a call like that? Well, probably not nowadays. You know, not hey, heck, Austin. I can't even. Man, get, I was gonna say not in Austin. No way. Man, right? I can't even get them investigating the gun store break-in. So I'm not. They're too busy they, putting out. they do call the service. They're too put, too busy putting out trash fires under every overpass. Right. <laughs> every yeah. single day. If you don't have the Citizen app, get it. There's a trash fire at least four or five times a day in my neighborhood. Yeah. Speaking of, there was a homeless guy. Uh, can't not camping, but you know, drinking a a, a tall well, boy. Camping's legal. By now. the creek. Behind my house. And I have a question about when I could or could not use deadly force, Michael. But you know what? We can get back to that when we come back from the break. Because I got, you know, I'm taking over the show now, so I'm taking us to break. (laughs) And uh, this is, uh, you're listening to Come and Talk It with Gary Fowles. This is Michael (laughs) Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Meyer walked up with his gun pointed. Put your hands on the wheel. Put your hands on the wheel. The driver who is black, Clarence Crawford, grows increasingly anxious, then angry. What is your please problem? Please don't sue me, I'm, please don't sue what me. What is I'm your black. problem, dude? Please don't sue me. Please, please, please. Stop. How to survive a traffic stop from a gypsy cop without getting shot by police in America. That's what we're talking about today. A new Bromfels police officer was allowed to resign. He wasn't fired. He was allowed, he was allowed to resign, and that's very important. Uh, instead of being fired at the release of this body cam video you just watched, the term gypsy cop is used to refer to bad cops that float from department to department. This is common practice so that the officer doesn't lose his his or her law enforcement credentials. Uh, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Keep calm and comply because you could die. That's what I like to tell people in class. Uh, this is my model. And so, you know, New Braunfels Police Department, they got the answer for this because they allowed this guy, you know, they, they allowed him to quit. They didn't charge him with anything. Which is what, hence the term gypsy cop. Because that is if he was fired, he wouldn't be allowed to go to another um, precinct. And so, and, and your, your, your experience, Gary, your question about your backyard, what happened? Oh, yeah, okay, so... Um, I, cause a lot of people have questions about, can I shoot, you know, can I shoot homeless people? Yeah. So I just bought a house uh, a couple of weeks ago and there's a Creek that runs through my backyard. It's down an easement. So it's, you know, I own the land leading right up to the Creek, but it's downhill and there's a fence and then there's about 30, 40 feet of, um, of this hill. So uh, I'm not really concerned about, you know, a homeless person coming into my into my backyard it could probably it might happen who knows but my question is this i'm i'm on my i'm on my uh balcony earlier looking looking over at the creek and i see a homeless guy back there drinking a tall boy and i'm wondering at what point do i you know in, if this if this guy's get coming onto my property at what point do i engage him how do i engage him do i call the police i'm not a big fan of calling the police i think it usually makes things uh it messes them up, messes it up, muddies it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, and then at what point, you know, I mean, I know the answer to this, but for the folks at home, when do you, when can you use a firearm and use force to prevent, uh, you know? All right. 
All right, so you know, someone's your your house backs up to a creek, and some people's house backs up to a to the like the green belt, you know, a, a, some type of land where typically you know you may have some homeless people camping out, and they may venture out onto your backyard, your property, you know, property that you own, you know. So the question is, can you use force or can you use daily force and get this person off your property? Well, unfortunately, when it comes to criminal trespass, you know, you cannot use daily force to get someone off your property for criminal trespass and criminal trespass is basically you call the police the police show up uh, that police officer tells that person to leave you know or leave and don't ever come back and if they refuse to leave or they come back then it's criminal trespass as opposed to regular trespassing right and then okay. you can use then <clears throat> once it's criminal trespass you can use force to get them off the property. Do the police need to have been involved for it to become criminal trespassing? Yeah. Or, so, yes. So, you got to so call if the police. I say, if I say, get out of here, and they come back, and I haven't, and the police haven't been involved, is that criminal trespassing, or is this still It'll be trespass, but it's not going to be criminal trespassing. Until the police you got to get law enforcement okay. involved. And so, you can push them off the property. You can, you know, you can, once once it's criminal trespass, that's it. You know, you can, you can push them off the property or something like that. You cannot use daily force. You cannot shoot them. Um, you can display the Put, firearm. Push them off the property? Yeah, you, as long as you don't cause death or serious bodily injury. Okay, whoa, 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 hold on. I have questions here. <laughs> I call. As long as you don't cause death or serious bodily injury. I call the police. Police show up, tell the guy to get lost. He comes back, criminal criminal trespassing. Can I hit him with the, the, the my advice, the count? Can my, I, my, can I, my advice is going to be is to contact the police. Get the law enforcement involved, and then let the police officers arrest this person for criminal trespass, because then it becomes a you know a class B misdemeanor, and they they will go to jail. So that that's my best advice. This Reverend, guy has to you wait your, around yeah. for the cops to show up. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, you put your hands on someone, that person can sue you. If it's if he's criminally trespassing on my property, yeah, yeah. what? So you you injure this person, you hurt him, you injure him. I can't give him the old, sue you. the two piece. No. And so he'll sue you for your property. And then he'll be he'll be the new he'll owner. He'll be the new owner. <laughs> the new owner. And then you know what'll happen? Well, <laughs> probably shouldn't say that on the radio. <laughs> um, okay, so then uh, so well then how so you can't use you said you can use force though. You can use force, but you cannot use deadly force. Can you outline what force is? Because I'm not a boxer. My you hands can push aren't them, deadly force. You can as long as it does not cause death or serious bodily injury. As long as it doesn't cause can I, death can or I, serious bodily injury. Sock him in the mouth. As long as it does not cause death or serious bodily injury. Serious bodily injury, you cannot, you can't bruise them. You can't make them bleed. That is serious bodily injury. Can you injury. give me a hard yes or hard? No bleeding? Solution. No, that's what? right. I'm not an attorney, so I can't give you a hard answer. What about bruising? Just get a water hose. I cannot get give really you legal advice. I, I'm I not actually, an attorney. I do have a water hose in my backyard. Okay, <laughs> I cannot so, give you legal um, advice. Uh, <clears throat> well... I don't like these answers. That's I'm why I keep asking you. That's why. You, yeah. um, okay, so this guy come. This guy comes back, criminal trespassing, and he's it's, got a knife. Now that changes. Things. Now what are we talking about? Now it's not about the property. It's now about you. Okay. Now you got to ask. Okay, is this person trying to kill me? Are they trying to commit murder? And that's going to be the question you okay. need to answer. Or are they trying to enter my home unlawfully or remove me from my home? Well, no, that's different. I understand. Now they're t- you're talking about inside them. the house, the building, okay? Well, the minute they, they even cross the threshold onto your, into your actual It's home, burglary, burglary or, yeah, then you blow or castle doctrine. Yeah, you, and you, then you can use force or deadly force, force to stop Force or them. deadly force. And it's not, you don't shoot to kill. You shoot to stop the threat. Well, and when that threat stops, you stop. Exactly. That person may wind up dying, but you shoot to right, stop it. Right, right, right. Now, another question. If... I am outside, and this person is doesn't have a knife, but they're approaching me aggressively, 
and they're coming at me and 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 they're they're invading my space like on my property and they they come at me then i can defend myself yes well, uh, the way the law reads is you know when it comes to you know that you know their you know, words are not enough you know so so it says the use of force against another is not justified you know in response to a verbal provocation alone so sticks and stones may break your bones but talking is it's not going to hurt you. So verbal is not enough. Just because they say, even if they say, I'm going to kill you, that's not oh, enough. No, 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 no. That's not I'm, enough I'm to talk, use force. I'm talking about somebody that's coming at me and they start swinging on me. Right. Then if you think they're trying to, you, the question you have to ask yourself, is this person trying to kill me? Well, no, if they're just trying to, you know, uh, beat me up, then I can. Then you're not no. justified using force or, or deadly force to stop them. What? That's I right. I can't fight them? Hey. Uh, this is the ridiculous. question is: The question is, are they trying to kill you? So, when it comes to you using no, force, no, 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 no. when it comes to using force or deadly force, you have to ask yourself: Is it aggravated kidnapping? Is it murder? Is it sexual assault? Aggravated sexual assault? Robbery? Aggravated robbery? But I uh, can, if somebody attacks me, with throwing some hands at me, are can, they trying to kill you? No. Then you cannot use force or deadly force to stop them. Even with, even if I'm fighting. That is correct. Like okay, so fight? is this a question Both of, of you are going to jail that's disorderly conduct. But tell me, is On it, my own property? You're asking, is he trying to kill you? Or yeah. are you asking, do you think he's trying to kill you? That is correct. So it's about what you think. What What do you not perceive? Not necessarily what And the way the law reads is, is like, do you reasonably believe the force or daily force is justified? It's do your you belief. Do you reasonably believe this person is trying to kill you? Oh, my God. Your belief. Or this, a reasonable this, person's this, belief. Look, if somebody's tr criminally trespassing on your property, you can't. You can use force. You can't whoop them. You can use force, force, but not deadly force if it's criminal trespass. When it comes to daily force in your property, here are the things you can use for daily force to protect your property. Okay. So if a person's committing arson, which is what? Starting a fire. That's right. So let's say you're downtown Austin and then you got a protest that's turned to a riot and they're burning some buildings down downtown Austin. You can use force, deadly force to stop them. It oh, you it mean kind of like Kyle Rittenhouse? It doesn't even have to be. And then your I have to property. pay a two million dollar bond. Hey, are you is, kidding me? It is what it is. All right. So you, for arson, doesn't matter if it's daytime or nighttime. You can use force or deadly force to stop arson. All right, all right. So hey, that's a good transition into another story we're talking right, hold about. Hold on. This week, what yeah. about what? Hold on. What about burglary? What's burglary? Uh, somebody coming onto your property. No. So someone breaking into your home, entering Bre your breaking home. Breaking into them. So someone's yeah. going into your home uh, unlawfully. So someone's entering your home unlawfully uh, or building or, you know, a habitation. You can use force, daily force to stop them. It doesn't matter if it's daytime or nighttime. All right? Okay. We're good? Now, what's robbery? What do you think robbery is? Um, is that with a, is that a burglary with a, with a, with a weapon? No. Someone, someone says, hey, give me your wallet. Give me your phone. You know, they take it from you with force. Okay. That's robbery. You okay. can use force, deadly force to stop ro robbery. And then the aggravated robbery is going to be production of a weapon. You know, they hold a, a oh, gun okay. to you. Give me your now. Give me your phone. That's aggravated robbery. So robbery and aggravated robbery is going to be taking something from you with force. When it comes to theft, if a person walks into a grocery store and they swipe something from the shelf of the grocery store and stick it in their pocket, that is theft. If a person walks into the grocery store and they they say, "Hey, give me the money out of the cash," aggravated register, robbery. That's aggravated robbery. Okay. Now, so if somebody came onto my property, but for theft, you can only use daily force of theft at night, not during the daytime. Okay, so if somebody came onto my property and and said, "Give me your shoes," mm -hmm. that's all they all they did. Just give me your shoes. I could shoot that person. Yeah, that's robbery. But if somebody comes on my property and starts throwing punches at me, I can't fight back. That's why we. I'm running for office. This is ridiculous. No. These laws are uh, asinine. I mean, that's that's crazy to me.
You gotta, am, I, am I the only person here that feels like that? Like if somebody comes onto your property, you can't fight fight them if they're if they if they attack you. That's insane. Well, what if you feel like your life is in danger? Yeah, yeah well, I was the, like, I I think it really just matters. And again, it's not legal advice. It just depends on what type of narrative you have when the police do show up. Yeah, so it's Regardless essentially just crafting your your criminal defense right off the bat. Well, but I mean, that's what it we needs about. to be a reasonable person's belief because it's up to a jury, right? If it goes to that, goes then it's to going that. to be, okay, would a reasonable person believe this or not? Right. Because this is the same concept that we talked about with the Garrett Foster shooting. What did the individual who fired his gun say to the police when he got there? I felt like I was in danger, <clears> right? <throat> he had a valid reason to use force or deadly force. And that's why that case has gone the way. It oh, is. well, then the police get there. I say, I, well, I'm going to talk to my lawyer. That's remember, what I'm going to say. Remember, I can't give you legal advice. So, you know, you got to remember, you have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Okay. You can't be, you can't, you know, testify or give statements against yourself to put, you know, to criminalize yourself. So get your attorney and, you know, talk with your attorney and before you make any statements. Because if a person walks into your backyard and they say, hey, give me your wallet. Now you can use force, a daily force, and stop mm-hmm. them. Right. Or, hear me out, get an electric fence, and then just sit outside and see what happens. But under Texas Penal Code 9.44, if it causes death to serious bodily injury, just don't now you're in trouble. voltage up that high. Keep <laughs> <laughs> it like, no. So, so watch out. It cannot cause death to serious bodily injury. So remember that. See, All right. This I just is told Gary you. Faust with Come and Talk. I just told you. <laughs> I'm cooing this show. I'm this is not you. the Trump show. This is Michael Cargill, <laughs> and you are listening to Come and Talking. Peace. This is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talking Radio with Michael Cargill. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about how to survive a traffic stop from a gypsy cop. A gypsy cop, that's when, you know, a police officer is allowed to uh, quit and go from one police department to another. Uh, They're not fired for either committing a crime or, you know, or violating, you know, you know, the police department's policy. Now, we've got a couple of questions here. You know, Thomas Harrison says, uh, say, Michael, what charges could be filed against the New Braunfels cop? Well, Thomas, let me ask you this. What if you jumped out of your vehicle, Thomas, and you pointed a gun at someone? What do you think you'd be charged with? The exact same thing. Why should that police officer be able to point a gun at someone just because they have a dirty license plate? You know, that's assault with a deadly weapon. Come on, Thomas, be serious now. You know, why he should be held to a much higher standard than that. You know, uh, so just because a person didn't pull over as fast as you wanted them to pull over, sometimes you got to take yourself out of another person's body. Now, I don't like how the driver responded. Right. I don't like how he conducted himself as the driver. 
Absolutely not. You know, I would not have conducted myself in that way. But you got to, you know, you got to take yourself out of someone else's, you know, out of their body, out of their eyes. You know, well, you, well, actually, you need to look at it in their eyes and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this person's scared, nervous, whatever. Something's going on. Maybe, you know, something's happening in their life and, and try to figure things out. You know, um, also, what did you say? Uh, com- and uh, someone else says, you know, commercial drivers fall under DOT, Department of Justice. And Thomas, you say, hey, do you want law enforcement to fall under federal agencies? Well, you know what? I just want law enforcement officers to be held to a standard, a standard. I'm not talking about a higher standard. I'm talking about a standard because the police officer does something wrong. They are they are the only ones in the world who are allowed to investigate themselves and clear themselves of any wrongdoing. Who else does that? The government? <laughs> Who else does that? You know, really? Are you guys serious right now? Well, Michael. <laughs> you, I can, if I can clear myself of any wrongdoing, let me tell you, I will never do anything wrong. I think you should run for sheriff again. <laughs> Constable. Constable. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, they don't want that in here. In, they don't want that in Travis County. They don't want a black yeah. man as a constable? Yeah. Why? He was enforcing the law, enforcing the law. So he was enforcing the dirty license plate. Are you really going to justify this dirty license plate and pulling someone over? For no, that? It's, he has enforcing in quotes. What about the guy that it's had the enforcing. air freshener? What about the enforcing. guy that had the, the air freshener? Well, so he was enforcing the law, too. And enforcing. It's in quotes. Read the read the thing. Oh, OK. All right. So enforcing. <laughs> all right. I'll let you all have. All right. OK. Because, you know, I'm getting defensive right now. now hey, Michael, I do want to point out. I do want to point out that uh, okay, Jackie. Rosita's says, and make sure you have Law Shield if you are an LTC holder. That's right. U.S. and Texas Law Shield <clears throat> can send me a commission check, Edwin Walker. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, t- you know, Thomas, I get it. You know, you're right. You know, this, yeah, it's crazy though. It's cr- you, you got it. You have to be the better person, the bigger person, if you want to get through a lot of these stops. And like I told you guys earlier in the show, you know, I've been put in, in situations where, you know, hey, you know, I've had to. You know, justify why I rented a car in good standings in Texas. Pulled over by a Texas police officer who called the rental car company, the company that I rented a vehicle from, to verify that I rented this this vehicle in good standing. Who does that? Why is that any of his business? <laughs> that is- you you keep saying that we have to do better and we have to be respectful, quote unquote. But I don't think that's true. I think law enforcement has to be better. I think that in America, you are innocent until proven guilty. No, that guy. And the police have the burden of proof to prove that I have done something wrong that warrants me being stopped, searched, and po- potentially detained. It is on them. It is their job to do that. Yeah, but the guy that got pulled over still could have handled it better. Well, exactly. You always have the ability to handle something better. But the yeah. simple fact of the matter is there's a long history of cops not handling handling it correctly. Yeah. And he's he has every reason to be scared. Do you act like a fool when you're scared? No, not condoning that. Yeah. But it should be there needs to be whole reforms around law enforcement and the burden of proof should be on them. Mm. Yeah. They should not approach any traffic stop or any situation most situations where the citizen is immediately in the wrong. (laughs) If you're going to pull your gun on me because I have a dirty license plate, I'm going to sue you for everything that you're worth. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. You mean mean you're suing yourself? Exactly. You're suing yourself and you're suing me! And we're all going back to qualified immunity, which we've been talking about for the past 10 months. You know what? They're going to pay. They will pay. New Braunfels, they will play. So The city is going to pay. 
Yeah, I let's go to the next story. No, they're gonna pay. They're, they're, they're in this situation here. They're going to pay. Yeah, but the, the people are gonna pay. That is true. But we're we're well, the people a dead need, horse. The people need to stand up and stop allowing this. You know these stop people paying to pass. their taxes. No, oh. stop allowing them to take a pass, a free I mean, pass. We went two different ways. With that. <laughs> no, why? I mean, why are you allowing them to take that free pass? We we need to go. Our our, our elected officials go to the Capitol here January twenty. Why are we allowing the free pass? Yeah, because we keep paying all these taxes to allow that to happen. That's oh. actually genuinely my opinion on that. If we if people were like, yeah, I'm just not going to pay my taxes anymore. What would the what are they going to do? They they need to have an independent agency take a look at these cases and actually be able to prosecute and fire this police officer. I think we need to dump some need tea to get rid- in the harbor. They need to get rid you know what of. I'm saying? You are a government employee. You that shouldn't have a it. union. What other government employees have a union? I'll wait. What other government employees? Yeah, what Teachers? other government? Um, I, probably a lot. I don't know. I have no idea. They shouldn't be allowed to have a union. The teachers. Agree. Yeah. No, they shouldn't. No one should have union. No one. Well, government government employees should not have yeah. a union. So you the do- people, we're your union. I mean, I also the think- people are the union. <laughs> I also think that. What do you think, Zach? We're not very united, right? Yeah, now. I don't know. <laughs> we are not a union. Hey, that, that, there you go. We can call ourselves that, but I could also call myself a dog. I also think Roof. that we need to have Roof. better systems in place for law en- law enforcement officers to report poor behavior by their coworkers and them not be condemned for Snitches it. Snitches get stitches. That's, well, that's also part of the problem. We, you feel it's, me? And it, it's that mentality that's the issue. We have to have, they have to have some sort of internal accountability or this problem is never going to rectify itself. Yeah, agreed. It's just like that situation in California, the Christopher Dorner shootings. When oh, yeah. his officer used, or one of his fellow officers used excessive force, he reported it. They fired him instead, ruined his life. He flipped his lid and then went on a killing spree. Yeah. You know, some could argue that that could be prevented had they just listened and actually done an internal investigation and had he had the support he needed when he reported that. We need to have better systems in place. All right. So, Michael, can we talk about Rittenhouse? Go for it. Okay. So, Kyle Rittenhouse, accused of killing two people, shooting three, with an AR-15 in Kenosha, Wisconsin, during riots and arson. Yeah. Justified. Has Finally. Fully justified. Finally. Finally been released from jail. If I was there, I would have done the same thing. On a $2 million cash bond. $2 million. Political prisoner. What do you think, Zach? Political prisoner. Fully justified. You think he's a political prisoner? Justified shooting. That's a lot of money for a bond right there. Zach, that's a lot of money for a 17-year-old. And what, that defended himself with a rifle. A seventeen-year-old the the that people, gets the people, stimulus checks. The people that he shot weren't they convicted felons? Uh, one of them, <clears throat> I believe, was a uh, child molester. One of them was a wife beater. And Which, the one that had the gun was he a convicted felon? Oh yeah, I think he was a felon in possession of a gun. Felon, and he hasn't been charged. I will say this: I I think felons should be allowed to buy a gun, so that doesn't bother me. But the child molester part is pretty weird, and I don't, you know. Whether you I like it or not, probably whether you like it or not, the law died. says the law says you're convicted felon. You cannot be in possession of a firearm except in Texas at home after five years. At you know, after five years the after five years after you're off paper in Texas. So you're telling me that if somebody, if you're a felon, you're, you're felon. living at home, living somebody at home. breaks into your house, you got to wait five years to get a gun. Got to wait yourself. five years. So, That's right. so I mean, 
It doesn't take five years for somebody to break into your I'll house see and kill the, you. I'll see you at the Texas State you know Capitol. I'll see you at the Capitol. That doesn't make any sense. I'll see you at the Capitol. Come January how come, how come somebody's allowed to be... I mean, if you don't trust somebody with a gun, they should probably not be let out of prison. I'll see you at the Capitol come 2021. What do you think about universal background checks? What do you think those are? Those people that are using that code word. What do you mean? Universal background checks. Elaborate. What do you think that is? Universal background checks is so that even if you're doing a private sale from one person to another... You would have to get a background check. All gun transactions will have to do a background check. So that means that even if I'm a convicted felon, I did something 30 years ago, and I decide, you know, okay, my five years are up now. I can have a gun at home for personal protection. I should be able to go and buy a private buy a gun from Felicia here after five years. Well, if you pass universal background checks, you're not going to be able to do that because even universal background checks, it's a private sale. You have to get a background check done. And then you so what? Then you get a background check done, and then what? You're not going to pass a, a federal background check because you're a convicted felon. So a felon can't buy a gun from a, a, a FFL because dealers follow the I mean, federal uh, law, and the federal law says you cannot wow. purchase a firearm if you're a convicted. Wow, felon. that's unbelievable. That is correct. I didn't realize that. that or was convicted. What the implication or was. convicted of domestic violence. Well, so, so you need to don't call. So don't date anyone that's going to call the police on you. <laughs> All right, Gary. Next story. <laughs> We're going to the next story. I like this last story. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Austin American statesman hitting us with the good news here. We got a uh, well, bad news actually, but a good good story. Uh, a memo says that an Austin police officer has been suspended for driving recklessly and getting into a crash and pulling their personal firearm. On another driver, on their way to work. Ooh. This is Michael Cargill. This is Michael Cargill, <laughs> and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on the War, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about how to survive a traffic stop from a gypsy cop. Now, Jackie says, so does the FBI investigate police officers' wrongdoing or who does this because it seems they are not doing a good job with this at all if police officers can just resign with no consequences of their actions? Um, yeah, I, I think the, F, the FBI can investigate. Also, the Texas Rangers, because Thomas says, Thomas says, hey, could the Texas Rangers be used to investigate LEO complaints? And yes, absolutely. And that's who should be investigating this stuff, Texas Rangers. Insightful comment from Thomas Harrison. I like that. That's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, so we're talking about what? Gary? We're talking about an Austin police officer, Thomas Tuminelli, was right. suspended on November 11th uh, for... Driving recklessly, getting into a crash, and pulling a, his personal firearm on another driver wow. on his way to work. Now, I want to tell you something. Was he in uniform? He was out of uniform. And he was on his way, on his on way, his to, way work. to work. Wow. And his suspension will last until... All right, can somebody give me a drum roll? Casey, can you give me a drum roll uh, sound effect? This guy's... <laughs> January... 
9th. That's it. January 9th. That's it. He's suspended for less than two months. Without pay? I... With or without? That makes a big difference. I think it's irrelevant. This guy pulled a gun on somebody after getting into a car wreck, and he's, he's not even fired. He with, didn't resign. He's he's going to be on probation for a full year. Are you kidding me? This guy pulled a gun on somebody, so Michael. He should, should be in jail. Yes! This guy should clearly be in jail. He's a police officer. He's, he's, he's a police officer. He's, he's a police officer. A lot of stress. A lot of stress. That's BS, on. Michael. A lot of stress. So, you know, he had a, you know he's working long, long hours. You know what they should do as punishment? They should probably have him work like 14 or 15 hour shifts. That's why I be, that's why I try to become <laughs> that's why I try to become a constable so that way I can just pull a gun on someone. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I, I can go out here and just do whatever I want to do. Dude, if I Michael, let me ask you something. If I was driving recklessly, got into a car wreck and then pulled a gun on the guy I got I, I got into a wreck with, he right. was he was brake checking people. Right. If you read the memo, he was brake checking people and driving like 90 miles an hour. Wow. Literally. Hmm. Now I'm not saying that. We all haven't done that occasionally. Felicia, don't say what I, I think you're going to say. I just don't understand how he was brake-checking people if he was uh, also going 90 miles per hour. Exactly. That's how reckless this was. That's mm. insane. He's driving. I think it said he reached uh, speeds of 96 miles an hour. In Austin? There's got to be a video somewhere. I know there's a video. How, um, how did he reach that speed in Austin? There's a, some, Tim, Tim Minnelli so, was speeding on Interstate 35 at times. This is a quote here. At times at an average speed of 96 miles per hour, the memo says. Tuminelli was also tailgating a driver as well as cutting in front of him and braking, also known as brake checking, the memo says. Tuminelli, another driver, got off 35, and Tuminelli sped toward a stop sign. He abruptly stopped at Red River Street and East MLK Boulevard, the memo says, and the driver behind Tuminelli rear-ended him. Ooh. The dash cam footage then shows officer... There's dash cam footage of this, so we'll get that in like two months or something. Mm. But uh, Tuminelli jumped out of his vehicle in an already tense situation and brandished... His personal firearm. Hold on. You said there's dash cam video. So was he in a city vehicle? You can only assume, right? <laughs> this is insane. He was, so he was off duty. In this a guy's city gonna. I, I, I think it's unbelievable that he. This dude is still on the police force. See, when you say there's dash cam, that tells me it was a city. He was in a city vehicle. You he have was a dash cam. Off duty. Right. Yeah. yeah, but it, but how would they have? Maybe they did access the the footage. You know, it's like a toss up. I don't willing know. To bed. I'm willing to bed. Yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. I'm, I mean, time will tell. We're just guessing here. It'll come out. It will. Uh, it will. Um, what do you think, Felicia? I'm just so mad. Let me tell you something. Felicia says like I'm if, not, if she I says drive I'm being, that way. Felicia says I'm being a lot less status. Personal, per, personal dash, dash cam. Cams. It was so. It was his personal vehicle. It was his personal vehicle. I, that's what it sounds like, Casey. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, okay. As All part right. of his suspension, Tuminelli will have had to, will have to be evaluated by an Austin police psychologist. There's them investigating themselves again, uh, themselves like you always talk yeah, about. Yeah, they should definitely go to a third party psychologist or another qualified professional been, who I've, manly designates. So the I've police chief designates. Good. I've been sleeping good. The memo says. <laughs> you know how many times this article says the memo says. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> Come on. been wetting my bed. I understand. You know, this, I just need what? to get a pass. It's it it what. <laughs> Felicia says well, I'm being you, a lot less status now. Now, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, but you I'm have you. you personally have like four or five uh, personal therapists, correct? I do have a therapist. Four or five. I remember reading a a, 
an, a Facebook post that you made that said, uh, not four, you five. have no idea. I've had four therapists tell me this week. That- oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, that have come and taken our class. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just course. busting your balls yeah. over there, Michael. Private lesson, but not that, that I personally laid in their bed and, and divulged my issues or problems. I, I that sounds like an inappropriate relationship <laughs> with your therapist. <laughs> different kind of therapist. All right, so. Oh, I, oh I sofa. Got, I'm sorry. Oops. I got, I got. I meant to say sofa. We got 10 minutes, Mr. Uh, Cargill. I got three more stories. We want to talk bump stock prosecution. Ooh. We want to talk two Oregon counties make it a crime for t- police to enforce most do gun bump laws. Stock, do bump stock last. Okay. Uh, or okay. So, what do you want to do next? You want to do a strict? A strict? Let me hit you with some. Let me hit the the audience here with some statistics, real quick. Uh-oh. According to a Gallup poll. Support for stricter U.S. gun laws is at the lowest level since 2016, so the lowest level in four years. And I just want to give you, these are just quick statistics. I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this. 57% of those polled want stricter gun laws. 9% want less strict. 34% want to keep them as they are. uh, GOP support for stricter gun laws has fallen 14 points since 2019 to a new 22% low. And 25% of Americans favor a... 25% 25% of Americans favoring a handgun ban in the U.S. is near a record low as well. I just wanted to throw those out there because I think that's, uh, like, um, Casey, can you pull up that, that story and then scroll down to the um, the graph where it says Americans' preference for gun laws, 1990 to 2020? Uh, if you look at the, the number of people who want stricter gun laws, it, back in 91, 92, it was at 78%. Mm. So just to give you a comparison, it was at its lowest in the, since 1992. It was at its lowest in 2012 at 44%. So we're, we're it's, and right now it's going down, down, it's down to 57. I would assume that with all the turmoil going on, it's probably going to keep getting lower. So um, that's good news for us in the gun, the gun industry. Mm-hmm. Bad news for anyone who actually wants to have ammo. <laughs> yeah, yeah well yeah ammo's yeah, ammo's expensive and you know over there at central texas gunworks they actually charge you more if you're an employee of central texas gunworks michael that's called this it's called a service fee yeah oh my god all right and then real fast i'll hit you with the uh two oregon counties have now made it a crime for police to enforce most gun laws um northwest oregon's columbia county and eastern oregon's Umatia County approved ordinances directing county workers, police included, to ignore the state's extreme risk protection law, the concealed carry law, and most other state regulation of guns. Passed in 2017, Oregon's extreme risk protection law gives judges discretion to remove guns from people not convicted of a crime who will show signs that they might shoot themselves or someone else. I believe these are, correct me if I'm wrong, Felicia, Zach, Michael, if they're they're referring to a quote-unquote red flag laws that's what it sounds like yeah right that's correct so essentially um it, that people are taking steps to uh tell police to ignore red flag laws this is good news we have several of these counties in texas as well there's second amendment sanctuary sanctuary counties too and it's something that we've kind of seen grow ever since um what happened in Virginia when they tried to do all of those crazy gun laws? I don't remember if that With was... With Northam? Yeah, I don't, know, year I don't remember ago. if that was in 2019 or this it, year. It was 18 it or... No, it was like 18 yesterday. or 19. Okay. 19, probably. 
time doesn't matter anymore in the year uh, yeah um but we've we've been seeing that trend increase kind of across the country ever since the virginia debacle so it's interesting that oregon well it wasn't there that one guy uh the police surrounded his house for a red flag law you remember what I'm talking about? I think his Instagram name was like Whiskey Warrior or something. Oh, like that. oh yeah. yes. That, that was, was that was an insane. I think that situation. was in New York. I'll have to check was that. It? I'll have I to I think check it was that. Northeast. I think you're right. Yeah. Um But it turned out to be a little more to that story. Yeah. I, that yeah. was a complicated one. But regardless, that was that was a big uh, red flag law story. Okay, so also in other good news for firearms, the first bump stock prosecution under Trump edict backfires. Here in Texas, in Houston. In Houston of all places. Of all places. Why do you say Houston of all places? Because they're so incredibly anti-gun in so, Houston. And they have Cheat Art Acevedo, who's kind of been... It's a federal poisoning case, Poisoning the waters there yeah. as well. It's, it's a federal case. A so federal, federal prosecutor yeah. withdrew the unique charge before the trial began for a Houston man accused of owning the device. However, the defense was prepared to call an ATF expert to testify... That bump stocks, attachments that cause a rifle to fire more rapidly, do not render a semi-automatic gun a machine gun or fully automatic. Senior U.S. District Judge Gray H. Miller convicted Aja Dingragra, 44, on three remaining counts that he lied when he purchased a handgun rifle and ammunition and illegally possessed a weapon as a person who had been committed for mental illness. Um, This is... This is uh, very pertinent to what is going on with your lawsuit, Michael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you want to elaborate on what happened when you and I were at, well, you were in district court here in... Uh, federal court. Federal district court, federal court here yeah. in, in, in um, Austin. So, yeah, so with, with... And I'll tell you when we come back from the break, because, you know, that case, you know, the outcome, I think, was a little different, and it may be a little different, but then this case here in Houston may pay, you know, may play... Set some sort of a precedent, possibly? Possibly. You know, maybe that judge, you know, here in in Austin will take a look at that and say, okay, well, let me rule a different kind of way. So we'll find out. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. The right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about how to survive a traffic stop from a gypsy cop without getting shot by police. Now, we showed your video in the beginning, you know, the, the top of the hour there. We started to show uh, we talked about, you know, this this one gentleman who was stopped by a police officer because uh, he had a air freshener you know, hanging from his rearview mirror. And so that was the purpose of the stop. And then the officer was, you know, did, you know, what we call fishing. You know, he went on a fishing expedition and trying to see, you know, if he can get anything out of this stop. Well, he first followed this guy for like 10 minutes or so. And then, you know, he pulled him over, said, I stopped you because you had an air freshener. And then, you know, he went to asking him, okay, do you have any drugs? Do you, do you smoke marijuana? Uh, Is there any marijuana inside the vehicle? 
He's like, no, no, I already told you no, you know? And he said, okay, we need coke, crack, <laughs> you know, just ask him everything. Went down the whole list there and said, dude, no, you know, I'm just going to see my dad, I'm going to visit my dad, you know? Can I, you know, go from point A to point B? You know, it's America. My goodness, what a concept. And so this officer continued to dig and, you know, and eventually, you know, just let the guy off with a warning for having a refresher, air freshener on his rearview mirror. That is crazy. Am I a status, Felicia? No, you're doing so good today. Am I doing good? You're doing so good. All right, good. We're working on it. It's taken me a little over three years. <laughs> Everyone should be so proud. <laughs> okay, Michael, what I was going to ask you about the um, about this bump stock thing. When we were in court, um, we were talking about how you can essentially replicate what a bump stock does by tying a belt around your arm. Okay. So now here's my question. If that is, if you can do the same thing with a belt. Like a belt, a belt loop? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you think? Or your the, finger, if you just, you have a really fast finger, ladies. ladies. I'm, I'm listening. Casey, I know Casey's looking at me. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> I have to throw it in there real quick. Well, I just, I'm just wondering how you think that, if, how, how is something like that going to affect uh, if more of these bump stock prosecutions go to court? Because I, when I was there listening it's, it's, to the argument, I thought the most pertinent thing was the fact that you can replicate with a belt loop. So right. what I mean, and, and also, you know, they they went really weird too because the judge also said that you know he, he asked the question was is this kind of like so what you're saying is the bump stock kind of helps you you know fire a you know like a rifle kind of like a shotgun where you have to push out you know to fire it. You know, kind of like a shotgun. So he was comparing it to a shotgun. You know, I'm like, God, you guys are way off base here. It's it, it's not a machine gun. It does not make a machine gun. And so I think that, you know, I, I maybe you know with that, with him asking that question, you know, he'll he'll maybe come back and say, okay, clearly a bump stock device does not make a shotgun a machine. You know, shotgun. You know, so you can't compare. You can't say that it's it it makes it a machine gun, on on, on a rifle. So yeah, right. I, so I think, you know, we're on to something, and I'm thinking that with the Houston case, you know, eventually, you know, we're going to make it to the Supreme Court, hopefully with one of these cases, uh, and, you know, get a ruling from the, the U.S. Supreme Court. But we got to get over to the Court of Appeals, and we have to get our case from Texas to New Orleans, to the Court of Appeals in, Te- in New Orleans, and then from there to the U.S. Supreme Court. All right. <laughs> answered all my questions. All right. Any, any other news stories out there? Um, let's see here. Uh, we got, we covered all these two things support for that. Speaking of, uh, weapons, did you hear about that Chinese microwave weapon that they just released happened? So there's a disputed area of the border between India and China. And there were a bunch of Indian soldiers there at the outpost. And then all of a sudden within about a minute, they all got sick and started throwing up and they could hardly stand. Oh, wow. And India didn't release this information until last week. And did India use it? No, the Chinese the used Chinese. it on the Indians mm. to get them away from this disputed area and then move in. Wow. Ooh. Chinese are going to take over the world. It's more, yeah, it's more of them than anyone else. There's more Chinese people, and they've got no ethics. Do you have uh, any nuclear None. weapons? 
Well, they have these directed energy weapons, which I mean, I'm microwaves. Sure they yeah. They've got coronaviruses. They've got <laughs> a lot of stuff, right. Michael. Right. I forgot about the. Oh, you just wait until they send those killer Chinese hornets back over yeah, here. I forgot about the Rona. The Rona, the hornets, the microwave weapons. Kung Fu. The city is saying, hey, the mayor is saying everyone should stay home. Don't travel. Stay home. You know, don't go to grandma's house for Thanksgiving. And let me tell you, I don't think anyone's listening because let me. traffic has been crazy in this town. Yeah. Crazy. And it's everyone been... has forgotten how to drive because they haven't done it in so long. They're all Dude, driving nobody like in this cop. city ever knew how to drive. It's, it's just bad. You know, there's so many people on the roads that like this past week. Uh, it's, it's been insane. It's, it, it's back to normal almost. You know, especially when I leave, when I leave at five o'clock, six o'clock, it's definitely back to normal. There's traffic bumper to bumper. You know, it takes me you know an hour to get from South Austin to North Austin now. Yeah, it took me an hour to get from the Domain to South Park Meadows on Friday. Yeah, a little you ain't a, driving a fast little enough. An then. <laughs> well, I'd get pulled over. I'm not special. I'm not a cop. <laughs> I drive however I want. <laughs> I also have like eight speeding tickets. Man, don't say that. They're going to find you. Yeah, I don't have any speeding tickets. I don't have any tickets. I have a dash cam. No matter what that computer Well, no, says. I've paid a bunch of them off. I try to behave myself. You know? Uh, and then uh, someone's quiet over there. He hasn't said anything. Oh, he has oh, a Jeep. I don't Jeep. get tickets. Yeah, he has a Jeep. He can't go anywhere. Trust me. <laughs> that thing I is can so, go anywhere. It's so slow. You, I, it's not the nothing. Jeep that's slow. It's Zach. I'm like, is no, that the, Zach or Jeep. my grandma? No, it's Who's driving that car? Definitely Jeep. I always, I'm always slow. passing Jeeps all the time. They're so slow. Both. <laughs> I just always obey the law, guys. I never break no, the law. No, it's just your Jeep has no power. <laughs> That's what it is. It's no power. You run over your, uh, what is it, Denali? You got to catch up to it first, though. <laughs> you got you to gotta hit the pedal on the right and kind of push a little bit. and Just, because uh, uh, it's just not doing it at all. I don't know. What are you going to do? Michael do and I have, my, you do drive fast. You drive fast like I do. Do I? Yeah, you beat me at when we did a race one time. Uh, we, oh, no, I don't race. Oh, <laughs> I don't race. No. Like we don't go drag racing no. after the no. show every no. Sunday. No. Come on. No. No racing Just to see here. who can get to the restaurant faster. <laughs> no. No. no negative. Yeah, this is, I made all that up. Yeah, none of this happens. Yeah. Although I did win last week. I just want the record. Liars. <laughs> <laughs> all liars. All right, so what are you going to do for Thanksgiving, Zach? Oh, I'm just going to follow the orders and not go anywhere. So you're going to out of town to your parents' house? Yeah. <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Aren't you worried you're going to kill your parents? Oh, well, not if I go get tested. And Are you going to get tested? Yeah. And what if you have it? Have what you are you going to do then? No. Oh, he's not going to get tested because you've been there like five, six times. Yeah. you're, Dude, you're a murderer. No, 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 no. I, I, honestly, I wouldn't tell anyone if I was if I did get a test. That's, that's my medical records. That's like, that's like, do you do you do you tell people? Have you had your HIV test? Do you tell people that information? Everywhere I go, it's the first thing I tell people. I say, look, I don't have AIDS. <laughs> Has anyone not ever heard of HIPAA laws? My goodness, I don't tell anyone. Not tell anyone of my medical history. What about your parents? What about them? Would Are you, you going to tell, tell them? I'm not, I, I would tell my parents, yes, that's my family. That's a whole nother story. You know, but I'm not telling someone I don't know, my customers or whatever, my medical history. You don't tell your customers? You don't have HIV no, or no, corona or anything? Not, no, we don't talk Only about that. Only certain customers. Hey, customers. You know, <laughs> hey, Michael, when's the last time you had your HIV test? No, we don't. That doesn't come up in LTC I, class. I mean, whenever, I, whenever I'm out doing interviews for the show, I always tell people, hey, I don't have AIDS. <laughs> you know, don't worry. 
It's the first interviews you talk about. Hey, look, let me tell you something. You ever been to the casting couch, my friend? Watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Felicia? Um, Yeah, I'm just going to go see my family. What? Oh, no, he was asking if you have AIDS. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I thought thought we decided that we're keeping medical records. Yeah, secret. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving? (laughs) I'm doing what I always do. Going home. Going to go home? Yeah. You're not not afraid you're going to kill your parents? So we sat down. We had a conversation about it. Um, my stepdad never stopped going to work. My brother never stopped going to work. Our, I mean, they all work in the oil industry. They have to work um, so that we can put gas in our cars. Um, we take precautions, but we are all relatively healthy. We wash our hands. We don't lick floors. And, um, <laughs> and we've gone this whole time. And I'm the only one in my family Why'd who's Why would you say it. floors specifically? Do yeah, you lick just, windows you know, or ceilings? I just... Feel. Do you eat insulation? And this is, this a... is complete speculation. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I have done literally nothing differently since this happened. Neither have I. No one in my family has really altered anything, and we haven't gotten it. I'm not the healthiest person in the world. We're or, relatively healthy, but... But you, you could have gotten it and know, been like, asymptomatic. Mm. You know what I mean? So technically, I'm the only person in my family who had it, but I had it in February before it was a big deal if you had it. Oh, before quarantine, pre-quarantine. Yeah, yeah I think I got it back, like, last, like, December. So, so no one else in my family has gotten it, despite the fact that there has been little to no change in anything that we've been doing. Yeah. And w- when we look at the data and we look at the recovery rates, I just don't think it's something that I have to worry about. I know that if my parents get sick, I will 100% go home and take care of them, regardless of if I get it or get it again. And we will pull through like a family and you, we will do the same thing we always do. What are you going to do, Gary? For Thanksgiving? Yeah. I'm going to go out to. Your mom's here. California. She's already got I'm, I'm, I'm spending. I'm gonna have a little special Thanksgiving with my my family. Just me and my family. All my right. son. All right. Well, as always, my more guns p- equals less crime. Go out there and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 